Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Merry Christmas edition of the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. <laughs> Do you have a Christmas tree in your home? Real Christmas trees are pretty expensive in Hong Kong, but which is better for the environment, an artificial tree or a real tree? You might think that a reusable plastic tree might be better, but experts say that a real tree is a greener tree. Artificial trees take a lot of energy to produce and then will usually end up in landfill and not be recycled. By contrast, a real Christmas tree will have soaked up some carbon dioxide from the atmosphere before it is cut down, and then after it has been used at Christmas, it can be chopped into a tiny mulch and used in parks and gardens. But isn't cutting down trees harmful for the environment? That depends on how the trees are raised and if the process is sustainable. Most Christmas trees in America or Europe are farmed specifically for Christmas, and more are always replanted. So the greener tree is probably real. <laughs> However, in some countries you can rent a real Christmas tree. New schemes in Europe and the United States have sprung up that are really green for the environment. You order a tree online, and the week before Christmas, it will be delivered in a large pot, ready for you to decorate. Then, after two or three weeks in your home, the tree will be picked up and taken back to the forest where it was growing, and it will stay there until the following year. Then, next Christmas, you can even have the same tree again. It's the ultimate way to stay green, and it's like adopting a tree for Christmas. <laughs> If you follow the story of the nativity, then you will remember that three wise men are supposed to have brought three different gifts: gold, which we all know, frankincense, which is a perfume, and myrrh. But what is myrrh? It's actually a resin from a type of tree found in the Middle East, and new research suggests it might have some interesting medical properties that could be useful today. Two thousand years ago, it was an ingredient in incense, but over the centuries, has been used in medicine for its antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties. However, new tests have suggested that adding a little myrrh to your diet may help reduce cholesterol and even aid treatment for diabetes and arthritis, all of which are conditions that are especially relevant today. So maybe it was a pretty good gift two thousand years ago, after all. <laughs> One of my favorite foods at this time of year is Christmas pudding, full of dried fruit, nuts, sugar, and calories. The origins go back 500 years, when people in England used to put meat in it. Now, though, it is mostly dried fruit, which may sound healthy, but a fairly small 200-gram serving will likely have over 500 calories, not counting any cream on the top. So, how much would you have to exercise to work that off? Well, if you went for a brisk walk, you'd probably have to walk for about eight kilometers, or running about five kilometers. That's running about half a kilometer for every spoonful. Maybe I'll have a little less this year. <laughs> If you've been in a cold country in the winter time, then maybe you've been able to build a snowman. 
Whenever I built one, it used to be about a meter and a half high, but the smallest ever snowman has just been created in the UK. Experts at the National Physical Laboratory in London made the miniature figure just one hundredth of one millimeter high. Sadly, it wasn't actually made from snow, but assembled from two tiny beads made from tin, which were welded together with platinum. But at least it didn't melt. <laughs> the hardest working man at Christmas has got to be Santa Claus. Even with the benefit of several time zones, it must be really tough to deliver presents to hundreds of millions of people in just a few hours. But new ideas suggest that Santa is able to make his appointed rounds through the pioneering use of cutting-edge science and technology. His sleigh is obviously far more advanced than anything we have today, and would likely be able to morph into different shapes so it could land on different rooftops. Of course, reindeer are pulling Santa's sleigh, but perhaps they have fusion-powered jetpacks to speed them along the way too. That could help them cover the massive distance on such a tight schedule. It's also possible that Santa uses time-stretching relativity clouds to travel the millions of kilometers in one night. Using his advanced knowledge of the theory of relativity, Santa recognizes that time can be stretched like a rubber band, space can be squeezed like an orange, and light can be bent. So that allows him months to deliver presents while only a few minutes pass on Earth. It would also explain why I've actually never seen Santa in all the years I've been celebrating Christmas, or. Have I? <laughs> I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the festive Christmas edition of the Science Blog. Merry, merry Christmas, and I'll be back next week with some of the big moments in science from 2009. See you then. <laughs> merry Christmas, everyone. Teen Time presents. Podcast on demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast on demand.